clapping for the Lord. Thanking the Lord for Brother Bill. Letting him hang around here. Uh, Thessalonians tonight, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And uh, we're going we're gonna to read about 12 verses there out of the second chapter of 2 Thessalonians. If you found your place there, if you stand with us, we'll read the Bible if you're able to stand. If you're not, you're able to stand seated, that's fine. The Bible said in the, this, uh, the second epistle uh, that Paul wrote, uh, said, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him, that ye be not so shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, from us as the day of the Lord is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdiction, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that which I, when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doeth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusions, that they should believe a lie, and that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. We'll end our reading there tonight. Thank you, Father. We just bow once again upon our... Uh, knees, Lord, to the God of heaven, the one that's worthy, Lord, the only one that we should ever bow to. And uh, Lord, as we uh, come before you, Lord, this uh, afternoon, we thank you for the day's blessings. Uh, thank you, Lord, for these people that you've blessed me with to be able to preach to tonight. And uh, Lord, they came tonight when many others didn't. And so I pray you'd bless them and give them something for the trip. And you'll bless them and give them something out of the good word of God. Lord, as we come this evening, we thank you, Lord, for all you do for us. And we're thankful most of all for our salvation. And uh, Lord, the promises of God in the word of God that we claim day by day to get through each day. And uh, Lord, as we come tonight, I ask you to, uh, Lord, to bless me. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to fill me. I ask you to use me. And Lord, I pray if there's somebody here tonight that's not ready, Lord, to meet you at your coming, that uh, Lord, that they'll realize tonight the urgency of the hour, and we'll be careful to thank and praise you in Jesus' name. We ask it all, amen and amen. The Bible, or history, records many great past events in the Bible. We know that great events that took place early on in the Bible we call the fall of man. And uh, most of you have heard it preached or have read the story about Adam and Eve and how that uh, they sinned against God by doing the one thing that God told them not to do is the thing they did and they lost their home and they plunged the whole world into sin. And our world today is a result of that great event that happened all the way back there and eons ago with Genesis chapter number 3 uh, when man fell and the whole creation changed. Everything changed. Uh, they changed. Uh, the world changed. And it's trickled on down to where that you and I are tonight. The Bible says in Romans 5, Wherefore by one man that sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so every time you go to a cemetery or pass one or go to a funeral, it all goes back to this great event 
that happened back in Genesis 3 when man fell in the Garden of Eden. And then we have in Genesis 6 and 7 and 8, we have recorded about the great flood that took place. And never has there been anything like this in history past or in history present. Uh, There has never been anything like that flood. God let the rain come down. He broke up the fountains of the deep. You see, a lot of people think all that rain come from above, but it didn't all come from above. The Bible said that God broke up the fountains of the deep, and it was coming down, and it was coming up. And before you know it, everything was covered, and everything was dead except those in the ark with Noah. And then, not only do we have the great fall of man recorded in Genesis 3, and not only do we have the story of the great flood that took place that archaeologists are still finding things that let them know that that really did take place, but then in the 19th chapter we have the great fire that God sent down upon Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, we've all read the story, we know about it, uh, we know that their, their sin was not only the sin of homosexuality, although that was a great sin, but Ezekiel tells us that there were several other sins they were guilty of. Uh, idleness of time and, and uh, abundance of bread. And, and really, I guess we could say that God had blessed them so much they took it for granted. And uh, kind of like where that we might be today in our world. Uh, But these are all events that took place back in time. But tonight I want to talk to you tonight about three great coming events. These have not yet happened yet, but they're coming. Uh, Three great events that are coming to where you and I live. They're all listed right here in this chapter and we're going to bring them out. won't be long about it. But we find, first of all, that there's going to be a great catching away. That's in verse number 1. The Bible said, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him. The next great prophetic event on the calendar of God will be the great catching away. Uh, It's all through the Bible. You say, Brother Rick, you mean in the New Testament? Yes, but I also mean in the Old Testament. We have types of it in the Old Testament. Uh, We read about a man over there in Genesis chapter 5, and the Bible said there was a man there by the name of Enoch. In verse 21, said Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. Enoch lived 65 years and he didn't walk with God. I don't know if he knew God or not, but he didn't walk with God for 65 years. Now, he lived a lot longer than that, but wasn't God merciful to wait on him for 65 years? And I've seen some men in my ministry that have waited on God for 80 years or 85 years or even 90 years, and God was merciful to wait on him, but he didn't have to. And the Bible said in it, uh, that in it walked with God after he begot Methuselah. It seems like the birth of Methuselah that God used that to speak to Enoch and to change his heart and to change his mind. Because the very name Methuselah means, and I'm sure that God told him to name him that, and Methuselah lived 969 years and he died. And somebody said Methuselah's the longest living person that ever lived on planet earth. Not so. Enoch's still a living. Enoch lived longer than Methuselah did. But the reason Methuselah lived so long because his very name meant uh, after he's dead uh, it shall be sent. And so after Methuselah died God sent the flood and the flood came. And uh, it shows the long suffering of God. It shows the fact that God would rather save man than to destroy him. God waited 969 years uh, uh, until Methuselah died. But there was something about the birth of Methuselah that 
change the direction of Enoch's life. Enoch was not the first man that's life was changed when a child was born to them. I'm sure there's thousands of men and thousands of women that when they had a child that it got their attention and they stopped and they realized, I need to go in a different direction. I've got this child to raise and I've got this child that's going to be following me. And I believe something like that happened with Enoch. And the Bible said Enoch walked with God and he said he was not for God took him, the Bible said. Now Enoch is the only man in all the Bible in both testaments. Enoch's the only man that never did see death. The only one. Now we've had some that were taken away like uh, Elijah, Elijah was caught up in a whirlwind and he didn't die, he was taken up in a whirlwind uh, but if we know our Bible we know that Elijah is coming back, amen and we know that Elijah is going to be one of them two witnesses in Revelations 11 and so we know that Elijah, that he one day will die, amen people say, well brother Rick, the Bible said that he didn't walk with God and he was not for God took him, uh, it said it don't say he didn't die. It doesn't say it there, but over in Hebrews, the Bible said over there in Hebrews 11 and 5, it said Enoch was translated that he might not see death. Enoch never did die. Amen. He's still there with the Lord right now. Enoch is a type of the church, you see. There's some folks that are living when Jesus comes that will never see death. I have a dear preacher friend and he he says, well, the Bible said it's appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. So he said, I believe everybody has to die. And he said, I believe even when Jesus comes that you'll die real quick and then be caught up. Well, I love him, but he's wrong. Amen. Uh, the Bible said that we'll not all sleep. We'll not all see death. Uh, uh, but some of us will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Amen. And so we have a type in the Old Testament. What's that there for? What's the meaning of all that? Why the Bible said those things that happened back there were for our learning up here. And the reason that's back there in the Bible is because it pictures something that's going to take place. There's going to be a great catching away. Our gathering together unto Him is what the Apostle Paul said. Amen. And so we see... Enoch here, and Enoch is a type in the Old Testament of this great catching away, this next great coming event that's going to take place here. And we don't know how soon it's going to be. It might be tonight. It might be in the morning. It might be while this service is going on. It might be another 20 years. I heard one preacher say it might be another 100 years. I don't believe it ever go that long. Amen. Uh, the Bible said no man knows the day or the hour. Uh, we don't know that day or hour. But we do know the times and the seasons that are in the Father's hands. And He reveals things to us. And so we have a type in the Old Testament of this great catching away. You say, who's He going to catch away? Well, the Bible said, here, said, Now we beseech you by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering unto him. Paul was a Christian. Paul was saved by the grace of God on the Damascus road. And Paul said that one of these days the Lord's going to come back and there's going to be a great catching away. Amen. I like that. The Bible said, Jude 1 and 4, that Enoch prophesied and said, The Lord is coming with 10,000 of his saints. And so we have a type in the Old Testament, but we don't have to just have it in the Old Testament. We're told about it in the New Testament. Amen. Uh, the Bible said when Jesus in Acts 1, uh, uh, when Jesus went out to the Mount of Olives, the Bible said that he was taken up. And it said there stood by him men in white apparel, uh, and they said, You man of Galilee, why stand you here gazing in the heavens? Uh, this same Jesus that you see taken away uh, will so come again in like manner. Amen. And so we have the people in the New Testament that tell us that Jesus is going to come again. 
Jesus himself told us he is going to come again. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and gather you unto myself so that where I am there, you may be also. Amen. And so Jesus told us that he was coming again. Amen. The gospel writers told us he's coming again. In Mark, Mark uh, 13, 34, the Bible said, Watch and pray, for you know not the time. For the Son of Man is as a man who took a journey into a far country. Uh, the Bible said he left his house, uh, uh, commanded his servants to work, uh, uh, to every man his work, and he told the porter to watch. Uh, uh, watch ye therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come, or that evening, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing. Uh, uh, we don't know the time. So the Lord said, watch. Uh, uh, but he said, he is coming again. Uh, uh, Paul, our Gentile apostle, uh, Paul said, uh, I would not have you to be ignorant concerning those which are asleep, that you sorrow not as others which have no hope. Uh, uh, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again from the dead uh, even those which sleep with Jesus will God bring with him when he comes uh, uh, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive remain shall not prevent them which are asleep uh, uh, for the Lord himself the Lord himself the Lord himself uh, uh, shall descend from heaven with a shout uh, and with the voice of the archangel with the trump of God uh, and the dead in Christ uh, uh, shall be caught up together to be with him in the clouds and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Uh, you do know I'm not reading this out of Grimm's book of fairy tales. I'm reading this and quoting this out of the Holy Bible uh, and everything in the Holy Bible is truth. It's the word of God and God said it's going to happen. Mark her down son. She's going to take place one of these days. Amen. Uh, John said in Revelations, John said I heard a voice uh, saying unto me uh, come up hither amen and John said I was caught up there before the throne uh, you know what's going to happen one of these days there's going to be a great catching away amen uh, and I aim to get caught I don't know about you amen uh, uh, you say how are you going to get caught well you got to get saved you You've got to be part of the, of the bride, amen. The Lord's coming back for his bride. You say, what are we going to do when he comes back? We're going on a honeymoon, honey, for seven years. Uh, amen. While all hell's breaking loose down here, uh, we're going to be up there with the Lord. Uh, and you say, where else we're going to be? Well, the Bible said wherever he's at, that's where we're going to be, amen. If he goes up, we're going up. If he comes back, we're coming back. That's what the Bible said. And so we have a type in the Old Testament. We have plenty of people that tell us about it in the New Testament. A few years ago, I preached for a long time on Sunday night. And I preached a series on the Lord coming back in every book in the, Old, in the New Testament. And I took the Bible and I showed you all through every book in the New Testament, I showed you that every writer, every writer put in his book somewhere about Jesus was going to come again. It's a major event. It's important. It's breaking news. Jesus is coming again. The only book that I couldn't really find it without stretching it was the book of Philemon. But all the other books in the New Testament, they say that Jesus is coming again. Amen. And when he comes again, we're going to be translated. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said in Hebrews 11 and 5 that in it was translated that he wouldn't see death. You say, what's that mean? That means he moved from one place to somewhere else. He was translated, the Bible said. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 51, he said, This I say unto you, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, 
But he said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We'll not all sleep, but we'll all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the sound of the last trump. For the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised. And when this corruption puts on incorruption, and this mortal puts on immortality, then shall be brought the pass of saying, Death is swallowed up of life. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy sting? The sting of death. Death is sin, and the strength of sin be in the law. But thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm not counting on the election in November. Thank God I am elected. Amen. He's coming back after me, and I'm glad that I'm in Him. Aren't you? Oh, listen, there's going to be a great catching away. It could take place at any moment. It could take place at any time. But the Bible said there's going to be a gathering to gather unto Him. Amen. Amen. I, I, I wish I had it tonight. I've used it before. But if I had a magnet tonight, if that bottle was a magnet tonight, and I run it over that wood, it ain't going nowhere. But if I run that magnet over them keys, they're going to come up and stick to that. You know why? Because they got something in them that's in that. And you know why that we're going when Jesus comes? Because we got something in us that's in Him. Amen. And when He comes, this lost world, this God-forsaken, God-denying world, they ain't leaving. Amen. You say, why? Because they ain't got nothing in them like Him that's coming. But if you've been saved by the grace of God, you've got some of Him in you. And when He comes, you're going to rise to meet Him in the air. Hallelujah. Going to be a great catching away. That's the next great event on the calendar of God. Don't get discouraged because He ain't come yet. The Bible said, he that, he, that shall, he that will come shall come. In the book of Hebrews. And you know what? If He don't come back, there ain't a word in this Bible true. Because he said he was coming back. And I believe he'll keep his word. Somebody said, I don't believe it, preacher. I don't know why you don't. He's done been here twice. Amen. He done been here once when he was born in Bethlehem. And then he went to heaven after he resurrected. He went to heaven and come back and stayed down here 40 days. I don't know why you couldn't believe he'll come back again. He will. Amen. If you really believe that, you'll live right. 1 John 3 said, Beloved, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we might be called the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but when He appears, we shall be like Him. The Bible said, For we shall see Him as He is. And it said, Every man. Not some man, not a few man, but every man that hath this hope within him purifies himself uh, even as he is pure. Uh, uh, listen, ain't no such thing believing Jesus is coming and hanging out at the beer joints uh, and the whorehouses and the card houses. Ain't no such thing as, as believe, saying you believe Jesus is coming. You never darken the door of a church. You never crack a Bible open. You never bend a knee. Uh, uh, you don't believe Jesus is coming. Uh, uh, but I'll tell you what, if you believe Jesus is coming, uh, uh, you'll try to purify yourself and live right and do right, amen, uh, if you believe it. That's good preaching, Brother Rick. I thought it was. It's going to be a catching away. But look here in verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, underline it, except there come a falling away. Now there's going to be a great catching away. The Lord is going to catch the church away. But we realize according to this that there's also going to be a great falling away. Now can I tell you that that falling away is already in process. Amen. It's been in process for a long time. You do understand that Paul wrote this A.D. 54. 54 years after the death of Christ. 
Paul said there's come a, going to come a great falling away. Well, honey, I want you to know in our kind of a day that we've fallen farther than anybody else has ever fallen, I believe, don't you? Uh, we look at this tonight and we realize this is already taking place. Uh, it's happening in the churches. Amen. There's a great falling away. You say, what causes that? What's the reason for that? Well, I believe the reason is uh, uh, that there has been released uh, uh, in these latter times and in these last days, uh, I believe there has been released uh, uh, seducing spirits, amen, uh, uh, that are seducing people in our kind of a day. Now, when I was going to school, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what a transgender was. When I was going to school, I, ha I didn't know what it meant to uh, be gay. I didn't know what it meant to be a, a lesbian. I didn't know what it meant to be a queer. I didn't know what it meant, but I want to tell you something. I, uh, that's It's all over everywhere today, amen. Uh, when they said somebody was gay, I thought they meant they was happy, amen. I, uh, but, I, I, you know, I, I know what they're talking about now, but why is that? What's going on? I'll tell you what I believe tonight. I believe it's seducing spirits uh, uh, that are sent out into the world, uh, and they're seducing our young people, and they're uh, seducing people about these matters, amen. Uh, the Bible said... The reason was that there was seducing spirits, watch it, and doctrines of devils. You do understand that there's a lot of doctrines of devils uh, that are being taught today. And uh, one of them is, uh, uh, they're teaching today. I've I seen something somebody posted this week come up on my phone. And it said, uh, this, this said a bunch of members left the church because the pastor who was married to another man uh, announced that they were going to have a baby. And I couldn't hold back. I, I had to comment on it. And I, I said, well, the members shouldn't have never went there in the first place in a mess like that and a preacher like that. Amen. I, I'll tell you, I don't understand why people go to a church like that. I don't know why they'd even, 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 even attend a place like that. Amen. I, I, I'll tell you why. Because I believe God has sent some of them some strong delusions. Uh, and they're already believing a lie. And they're going to be damned. Amen. Listen. He said there's doctrines of devils. You know there's some teaching now that Jesus is not going to come back. That's a doctrine of a devil. Amen. And we could go on and on. But the reason, the reason, the reason, 1 Timothy 4 and 1, in the latter time, the Spirit speaketh expressly that some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You say, what's the results of that falling away, Brother Rick? Well, the results of that falling away is uh, they will not endure sound doctrine. If they had been here this morning and heard me preach about hell, they'd have got up and stopped out and say, I ain't going to listen to that. Amen. They will not endure sound doctrine. They don't want to hear preaching against sin. Uh, uh, and yet the Bible is full uh, uh, of preachers that are preaching about sin, amen, uh, uh, but they won't endure that. I had an old friend, Brother Bill Ledbetter, and I was preaching revival for him, and uh, he had some folks that didn't show up during revival, like every pastor has. But we went out into the uh, bookstore one day, and we run smack dab into them. And Brother Bill he said, we missed you down at the revival this week. They said, oh, we're not coming to your church no more. Said, we started going over here to this church. Said, they don't preach sin. They preach love. We got in the car and Bill said, that makes me sick at my stomach. Amen. But you see, they won't endure sound doctrine. They want Joel Osteen type preaching. Your best life is now. Lie. 
Your Bible don't say that. But they'll buy them books by the th multiplied thousands. Amen. Your best life is now. Well, if it is, boy, I dread what's coming. Amen. My best life is not now. My best life is later if I believe what the Word of God says, and I do. Amen. You see, the Bible said that they would turn away their ears from the truth. In other words, they're doing just exactly what I said. They say, I, we're going somewhere else. We're not going to listen to that. We're not going to listen to that. And they don't like loud preaching. Amen. Now they like loud music and loud ball games and, and loud movies and loud everything else, but they don't like loud preaching. But Isaiah said for us preachers to lift up our voice like a trumpet. And he said to show God's people their sins. Amen. You know why we preach loud? Mash you something. If you was going down the road tonight on the way home and you come by a house and it was on fire and you seen somebody up there just sitting in the window, would you knock on the door and say, Your house is on fire. You better get out. No, you're going to throw that thing up in the park and say, Hey, man, your house is on fire. Get out of there. Amen. I, I, that's why we realize that people are dying lost and going to hell. I, and if I could turn up the volume, I would. But this is all I got. Amen. Gay's sister Glenn come church up there in the old building. Her daughter was real small at the time. And Glenn and her daughter started home by his four seatbelt deal. And she's in the seat beside her, Glenn. And they started home. And she said, Mama, she said, Why does Brother Ricky preach so loud? And she thought about it a minute. She said, Well, honey, said he wants the people to hear him. And said they went a little further on down the road. And she said, Mama, is he trying to get God to hear him too? Amen. Listen, the, the results of those seducing spirits and those doctrines of devils, the results is that people will not endure sound doctrine. Eternal security is sound doctrine. The second coming of Jesus is sound doctrine. The subject of hell is sound doctrine. Uh, separation and holy living is sound doctrine. Amen. I, I believe in your Bible's Word of God is sound doctrine. Amen. Uh, the teaching of sanctification is sound doctrine. Uh, uh, the teaching of Holy Ghost filling is sound doctrine. Uh, uh, but people won't endure that in our kind of a day. Is already falling away, but think how Father, she's going to fall. Not only the reason and the results, but the reproduction of it. Like I said, when I was growing up, I, I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember of hearing any, any stuff like that growing up. Uh, I'm sure it was there, but uh, nothing on the scale of what it is now. But now they're everywhere. I told you Wednesday night I went to get a driver's license renewed up at uh, Columbia and my heart was broke at that little old small town. I stopped to ask directions from three different people walking on the street and every one of them's mind was gone. Just burnt up on drugs. I mean, nice looking young man. Just mind gone. And I tell you, it broke my heart. Amen. But we're seeing more and more of that. You can go to anybody's town and it's full of them. They're everywhere. Amen. You say, what's happening, Brother Rick? There's been a great falling away. There is a great falling away. And the Bible said in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 13 that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. They're going to get worse. You know why our country's in the mess it's in? Because used to you had more good men than you did bad men. You had some good men in the Congress. You had some good men in the Senate. You had some good men in the White House. But now, 
the evil man has waxed worse and worse. And now there's more of them than there is us when it comes to passing them laws and holding back that stuff. Now there's more of them, Brother Brian, than there is us. And the evil men have waxed worse and worse and worse. And did you ever hear, did you ever hear, did you ever hear of so much murdering and killing going on? I, I mean, it's 24-7. You turn the news on and that's all it is. You pick the paper up and that's all it is. And the Bible said it was like the days of Noah. Violence filled the earth. That's where we're at today. Violence has filled the earth. Amen. The great falling away. According to this verse, said, let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdiction. There's going to be a, a great event to take place. The next one on the calendar is going to be the catching away the church, the rapture of the church. The Lord's going to catch the church away. And then there's going to be a great fall in a way that's already started taking place. It's already started taking place. But look at verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity doeth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. There's going to be a great taking away. Amen. Now I've studied this verse forward and backward. I, I've read the scholars. I, I've read what the scholars have to say. I've read all the commentaries. I've listened to all the tapes I've got and all the sermons I've got. But I cannot get any other thing out of that verse uh, uh, to satisfy me in my heart and in my spirit uh, than this right here. I believe the He to be the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God. And I've heard a lot of arguments against that, but they never have convinced me. You say, what's that mean, Brother Rick? Well, that means right now the Holy Ghost is here. I feel Him. He's helping me preach tonight. You see, you say, when did He come? Well, Jesus said, it's expedient for you that I go away. Because He said, if I don't go away, He said, the he said, the Comforter cannot come. But if I go away, He said, I'll send the Comforter. And that word expedient means it's better. He said, it's better for you if I go away. And the reason He said that is because when Jesus was here, He could be with Matthew and Mark, but He couldn't be over here with John. He could be with John, but He couldn't be over here uh, with Andrew and Thomas. Uh, uh, he could only be with one at one time. But He said, I'm going away. And when the Holy Ghost comes, uh, He said He can be everywhere and with everybody. Uh, amen. He can be down at my house and over at your house. Uh, he can be at this church and the church across town. Uh, uh, he could be everywhere at one time. That's why Jesus said, it's better if I go away. He said, the Comforter is going to come. And the Bible said in Luke 24, 49, He said, don't y'all do anything. He said, you disciples, He said, you get there in Jerusalem. And He said, you tarry there. And He said, don't you do anything until you be endued with power from on high. And so what they did, they wouldn't like most Baptists. Most Baptists say, well, I don't feel the Lord, but we'll just do it anyway. But they said they went in an upper room and all they did was pray. And they prayed. The Bible said they prayed for ten days. And in Acts 2 and verse 1 and 2, the Bible said on the day of Pentecost, there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled all the houses where they were. Amen. I want you to know, listen, that was the time that the Holy Ghost came. Amen. Amen. 
And oh, what great things the Holy Ghost did when He came. Uh, the Bible said 3,000 saved in chapter 3. Uh, I think uh, 5,000 saved a little bit further on. Uh, uh, people were healed. Uh, uh, miracles were done. Lame people walked. Uh, you say, why? The Holy Ghost had came. Amen. Uh, someone said the book of Acts means the acts of the Holy Spirit in the new church. Amen. That was a time when He came. But just as there was a time he came, there's going to be a time when he leaves. And the Bible says that only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. You say, Brother Rick, why would he leave? Well, he leaves because his work's done. He's the, Ele he's the Eliezer of the Old Testament. He's the servant that was sent out to get a bride for the son. And for all these last 2,000 years, He's been asking you, will you go? Will you go with Him? He's been telling you about Him. He's been telling you about where He's from. He's been telling you about all His riches. And He says, will you go with Him? I thank God one Sunday morning I said, I will go, amen. And I'm glad, listen, thank God I've been on this journey now for a long time. And one of these days going to reach the end of the road, praise God. But the Holy Ghost has been around. And he's still here. But he's going to leave. You say, why is he leaving, Brother Rick? Well, he's in all of us. And when that great, when that great catching away takes place, he's in us. He's going away too. But even in our day, he's already withdrawn himself a little bit. You say, what do you mean? I mean that we can see a difference in our revivals and in our services and, and in people's lives. And, and already we see Him. He already has withdrawn Himself a little bit. You say, why has He done that? I'll tell you why He's done it. Because how He's been treated. The Bible said in Ephesians... The Bible said in chapter 4, He says, Neither give place to the devil. Let, let him that stole steal no more. Let him rather labor, working with his hands, the things which is good that he may have to give to him that's needed. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Watch it. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. You say, what grieves Him? Well, look at it in context. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. He said, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. That stuff grieves the Lord. That stuff grieves the Holy Spirit. You know why you get into these churches that all they go for is to fuss and fight? You know why you couldn't find the Holy Ghost within a hundred miles of one of them places? Because that stuff grieves the Holy Spirit of God. It grieves the Holy Spirit of God when church members can't get along and they fuss and cuss and fight and split and splinters. and That grieves the Holy Spirit of God. He said, in all anger, we, our churches are filled with angry people and people that are bitter and people that will say, I'll get them back. The Bible said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. He said, let the Lord take care of it. And he said, clamor and evil speaking. Be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another. And he said, and, and tender-hearted. How many tender-hearted people you know today? They're hard-hearted. That stuff grieves the Holy Ghost of God. 
And he said, forgiving one another. And our churches are filled with this one that won't forgive this one and that one that won't forgive that one. And that stuff grieves the Holy Spirit of God. And neighbor, you can sing to the top of your voice. You can come to this altar a hundred times. You can testify and throw money all over the offering plate, but it ain't going to amount to nothing. It grieves the Holy Spirit of God. And we do those things. It's going to be a great taken away because of the treatment. Someone said the most mistreated person of the Godhead is the Holy Ghost. There may be some truth to that. Amen. Well, I like I like to be I like spirit to be led of the Spirit, and I like to have enough discernment to know what He's leading me to do. I like to have the Spirit's approval and blessings on what I'm trying to do, don't you? I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Grieve. When I hear that word grieve, I I think about drawing back. I think about pushing back. And I think the Holy Ghost is grieved in our kind of a day. Let me tell you something. This old world's going to mess the church when it's caught away. And this old world's going to get in an awful condition because of the great falling away. But I want to tell you something. We ain't seen nothing yet. You know why this thing is, is as good as what it is tonight? I mean, I know it's rough tonight compared to 100 years ago or 50 years ago. I know it's, it's hard to fathom what's taking place in this country and in this world. But you see, all that is happening with verse 7 in place. Only he who now letteth will let. That word letteth means to hinder. That word letteth means to hold back. You know why I'm still able to preach here tonight? The Holy Ghost has let me. You know why them, you know why them bunch of liberals, you know why they ain't took plumb over yet? Because he won't let them. He's holding back a little bit. But brother, when he moves out of here, it's going to be Katie bar the door. Them, that anarchy and rights that we've seen back, uh, back in the election year, that'll be everyday occurrence in every town in, in, the, in the United States. Amen. You see right now the Holy Ghost is holding back and He's doing it through the church. He's in the church and the church is holding back. But when the church is taken away, it's going to be different. Because you see, the Bible said that there's going to come a time when only He who now letteth will let till He be taken away. It's a great coming event. The Holy Ghost is going to be taken away. And the reason he's going to be taken away is because his work's done. You say, what do you mean? He's got the bride for Christ. His work's done. You say, well, what about in the tribulation? He's not going to work in the tribulation like he has in the church age. He's not going to seal one person in the tribulation. You said, I read where that people were sealed in chapter 7. Yes, and you read an angel did it. Or someone else did it. And you won't find one place in that book of Revelations where it talks like it did in 1 Timothy 4. You won't find one place in Revelations where the Bible said, The Spirit said. You say, why? Because He ain't speaking. He's not speaking. He's not sealing. He's not regenerating. The Bible said you're washed and regenerated by the Holy Ghost of God. You say, what's going to happen in that tribulation period? Well, they're going to go back under an Old Testament setup 
and it's going to be different, neighbor. I'm not saying there won't be anybody saved. I know there's a great multitude that no man could number of every kin or tongue and nation, but don't think for one minute it's going to be the same way it is right now. It ain't going to happen. A lot of people, like the old boy I work with, he said, oh, I'm going to get saved. I'd witness to him all the time. He said, oh, I'm going to get saved. But He said, I'm going to get saved right after the church goes out. I said, let me show you something. Rick, his name was Rick. I said, let me show you something, Rick. I said, read this verse right here. And he said, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie and that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I said, What you just read tells you that if you know you ought to get saved right now and you know how to get saved right now but you won't get saved right now, you'll be stark mad crazy as a loon after the rapture of the church and you'll believe every word out of the Antichrist mouth and you'll you'll be damned and go to hell. And he looked like I unscrewed the bottom of his foot off and drained every bit of the blood out of him. He just stood there white. I left Donnelly's and was gone a pretty good while. One day I was up to the church and somebody came. I heard somebody knocking at the door and I got up and went and opened the door and there he stood. I said, what in the world are you doing here? He said, well, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm moving away. I'm going to another state. And he said, I just want to see if uh, you'd keep praying for me. He didn't get saved. I don't know if he's still even living now or not. I haven't heard from him in years. But there's three great coming events. I just read them to you. I just point them out to you. Number one, there's going to be a great gathering together unto him, a great catching away. could happen any time. Already in process and going at neck break speed, there's a great falling away. And soon as the church is caught away, and soon as that falling away has reached epidemic proportion, there's going to be a great taking away. Amen. Oh, listen. This is all we've ever known. We've all been here in the church age, and and boy, we we spot we spot bad. First part of our Christianity. The last part's been a little different, but we've been spot bad. Just go to church you want to, feel like it, don't. Just throw the Bible to the side when church is over. Try to get a prayer in before you come back next Sunday morning. Don't worry about witnessing or talking to nobody about God. And we've got by with that. God's been merciful and gracious to us. But it ain't going to always be that way. And I realize tonight I'm talking to the cream of the crop. I realize that. But you and I need to keep in mind of these three great events that's in your Bible, it's going to take place. Father, I thank you tonight.